you're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Everybody, welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. I'm Tim Fulton. And we're doing the fight recap for UFC 248, Adesanya versus Romero. We're going to get to that weird-ass fight in just a little Ooh, bit. yeah. But we're going to be talking about some other stuff ahead of time. First mm-hmm. up, we have Sean O'Malley versus Jose Quinones. Yeah. It, I, I don't even know how to do it, so we'll say that that's how you say it. We're, yeah, we're going to pretend that's correct. So Sean O'Malley's been out for like two years. Yeah. Um, he's one of those rare dudes who just, he's got something that everyone wants to see. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like. I've never heard of the guy up until tonight, and but dude, what a fucking stud! Vegan post Malone, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's crazy. Um, what is it? In, like inventive, I guess. In in there, like, yeah. He throws like very weird things, but he's super efficient and, and he's very yeah. He yeah. seemed. I don't want to say he seemed bored, but he kind of seemed bored. I think he after the fight he walked up to Dana or whatever he said it was too he said too easy which again you know but he had a two year layoff and he hasn't missed a step he looks probably better yeah 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 um fantastic performance coming back definitely interested to see him fight again uh, super I, I, excited I think Dana White is going to get the message that maybe yeah a little bit of a tougher opponent next yeah time. yeah Sorry, like, if Conor McGregor and Post Malone had a kid Sean O'Malley. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. It was a good match. It was a good way to start the night. Yeah, it was it was a fun fight. All right. Then we have Benil Dariush. Why don't you just say them? Okay. <laughs> Demir Benil Dariush versus Drakar Klaus. Klaus. Klaus? Um this was dude. A fucking insane. Dude. Dude. Um Benil had his back in a in a uh, body lock for the first round. I get most excited over submissions mm. and like intense grappling and when you get rare shit like this it's super impressive and like it just brings out the best in me because like you're just like you don't see this you never see this <laughs> what's gonna happen it was it was awesome yeah it was awesome yeah it was it was really uh tense when he had his back because the thing is with that position is you burn your legs out yeah and he was hand fighting. I know he was complaining about him grabbing inside the gloves and actually grabbing the gloves, which I have to check the rules if you're allowed to actually grab the glove. I know you're not allowed to put your hands inside the opponent's gloves. Yeah, I would definitely check the rules on that. I could see why you would be allowed to because, like, what would it's be It's part the of your hand. Yeah, it's part of your hand. Yeah, but, like, I could see you can't hook. You're not allowed to hook in the glove. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so after that. Uh, Benil Dariush has been knocked out like horrifically on one or two occasions. So they start slugging it out in the second round and Dariush gets caught bad. Bad. And he starts doing, like they kept saying, chicken dance. He starts doing the chicken dance and then he just lands a bomb on Drakkar and then he starts doing the chicken dance and then he just starts walking towards him like hands down swinging. I'm like, oh, Darius is getting knocked out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just lands that crazy exchange, and he flatlines him almost. Yeah, it, it was super impressive, and I got to give him credit for holding restraint. Because he wanted to. Yeah, he wanted to say he's been, he was grabbing into my gloves, but he was like, "Yeah, you, you know what? No, never mind." <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was it was an adult move. It, it was an adult. It was a way to subtly be like that happened, but I'm not going to be the one who says it. Yeah. It was it was a smart move cuz yeah. you could tell it was bothering him, but he he chose the high road yeah, at, at the at the end. I thought it was it was cool. That was a crazy fight. That was a crazy yeah. fight. This yeah. entire night was a bunch of crazy fights. It, awesome. Yeah. Best then, best women's fight of all time? Yeah. It's I wouldn't even say there. I wouldn't even say arguably. I would yeah. say at least as far as I've seen. It's it's uh, it's in the conversation. Yeah. It's it just threw its hat in the ring. Um what the fuck, dude? It it was it was a How did you score it? Oh god. I the entire time I looked at you and I was like, I don't know who's winning. Yeah. I don't know who's winning. I think if I had to score it I would have done three to Ioana, mm. but I can't say I'm wholly disappointed in the outcome either. Yeah. If this ended in a tie, I wouldn't have been shocked. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I do feel like this is one of the situations I feel sympathy for the judges because it was really difficult. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with you there. I, I had it um, three to two, Ioana. If, if we don't score any even rounds and yeah. you have yeah. to give a round a winner, I thought Ioana did – Enough in the what was it the two three and five maybe I I, two, I forget th- I think two three I don't want to say what you're thinking but two three and four because I think uh, Wiley came back see I actually scored that one for Joanna because of that um, because the the fifth round um, I think in Joanna was winning the first two minutes two and a half minutes and then. Wei Li had like a really good minute in that round where yeah. she like poured it on her for a little bit, but at the very end, you want to hit her with that spinning back fist and sliced her eye open. She did. She so, did. yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, you want it with that that big old uh, Klingon like hematoma? Completely different human being. Yeah. If she got even a minor amount of swelling on her back, she could have passed for the hunchback of notre dame yeah her like, head she looked like a klingon she did it, it was serious i was concerned the entire fight yeah and she and she might have what guy her nose she might have broken her nose oh well her, her nose got mangled after the that but she probably got uh something uh ruptured underneath her skin yeah on her oh, forehead that, and then yeah, it yeah. fills up with blood but i think she she said it was bothering her she she might have been having trouble just with obviously the pressure on her head and it yeah. didn't feel good but Think about, like, the weight of that much blood on your forehead. It's got to fuck what you like, because you can kind of probably feel it, like, And it happened early. It happened head. in the second round. So yeah. she had to fight like that for the remaining three rounds. And kept, she won two of those. Kept growing. It just kept, kept growing and growing. It took out all the wrinkles. But that was an insane fight. I did not see that fight going that way. I thought it was no. either going to be Wei Li... Uh, just out out maneuvering her or you wanna depending on what you wanna came in. I, I wasn't even sure if this was gonna go the full five rounds. After the first round I was convinced it wasn't. I wasn't sure who was gonna knock out who. I think I, yeah. Yeah. I figured someone was gonna Well gonna everyone get it. I think thought that Wei Lee definitely came in with more power. I think she showed that. Yeah, I agree with that, but Yoana showed more skill. So Yeah. Well it, it was she she played um she was her, her range and the way that she was uh, switching her stances too was giving Whaley a lot of problems. And yeah, yeah. she, when she was effective with her striking the most, was when she was in and out, in and out. When yeah. she started getting locked up in those little brawls and staying in the pocket too long, is when she was getting caught. Um, 
But I don't think I think that Yoana Yoana's stock actually went up from this fight losing because a lot of people were doubting her as so far as no where depth, she stood. There's no doubt now. Yeah. Because there, everyone was praising Wei Lee and everyone was kind of like on the fence, including me. I, I wasn't sure which Joanna was going to show up, but yeah. she could be a champ. Like, clearly, she oh, has 100%. the gall to be a champion. Like, I'm not even so sure if we're not going to run this back right away. Yeah. Um, crazy fight, dude. Like, I want to watch that again just to see if I can score it. We should probably do that as like a special, like, try to do like a breakdown. Like, watch fights that we, what we couldn't even begin to guess what that are really that are good fights not you know yeah, yeah, yeah and just try to see if we score them differently watching them the second time All right. because this one was a toss-up but it was a great fight and the next fight was another one where who the fuck knows who the fuck knows who real quick before knows? we do get to that final fight this brings up a good question that i've been like stuck with in the back of my head okay all right you have two fighters right one strikes more powerfully one strikes more often who do you give the round to? Um, the way okay, so uh, who? I'll, I'll we'll put this in two different ways. Who do you give it to, and then who should the judges give it to if we count like the actual? I almost said law, the actual rules. Okay, so there's different levels of striking, different levels in my mind. There's yeah. different levels yeah. of of effective striking, yes, and different levels of damaging strikes, right? Yes. So. If I take somebody down, or somebody takes another guy down, or girl, and they're throwing these little hammer fists, technically those are strikes. Yes. Right? They're strikes. You could rack up 60 of those on the ground. Um, if I'm throwing, if somebody's throwing stiff jabs out, and the other person only lands like a big right hook, but doesn't rock the person, but they get cut or something like that, I'm not going to give that round in my head to the guy that got the cut. I'm going to give it to the person that was doing the effective striking, but... If somebody is fighting another person and they land, you know, say they outstruck them like 30 to 12. Yeah. But the guy that landed 12 strikes dropped the other person. He gets the round. That's fair. It, it, it's. I know it's like a situational thing. And it's a hard question. To it is. Answer but outright. The damage should count. Yeah. But again, a lot of times like you can't. You almost have to know the fighter, too, because yeah. if you look at guys like the Diaz brothers and stuff like that, wearing damage is another thing that people look at, right? Yeah. So, Yoana, at the end, if you showed Wei Li and Yoana, you'd be like, oh, who won the fight just on looks? Yoana clearly lost. Yeah. Her head was twice the size of what it was. She, you wouldn't even know it was Yoana. Yeah, exactly. But there's guys that wear damage really, like light-skinned guys. Yeah. They usually wear damage horribly, whereas guys like BJ Penn, Dan Henderson, you hit him with a fucking tire iron and they're they're, they're like, totally shot. fine like yeah, no yeah. nothing plus damage is hard to like quantify yeah like, we can count how many times you hit me but we can't count how much it hurt look what happened last week guy was playing possum yeah that's another thing to come to take into account is a guy you know is a he, lot of times guys don't do that to that extent yeah but is a guy really hurt is he pretending to be hurt yeah it's, it's all kind of relative to... some guys have good poker faces it's to answer your question, um, the closer the striking was, I guess, and depending on if the damage wasn't like, how do we put it, monumental, it's it's it usually probably would go to the to the guy that landed more strikes, that's other fair. than rocking them or, or, or yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last but not, eh, maybe least. <laughs> yeah. This Israel is Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. 
Okay. What a weird. Yoel's been in a lot of weird fights. Yeah, that's so, the impression I get. D- just to like kind of preface this, this is like the highest of the highest level of fighting, right? So you have a guy in Stylebender who's expert striker, kickboxing world champ, the whole nine yards, crazy inventive in, in the cage, gas tank, doesn't mind getting into brawls, everything you could think of in a striker. And you have Yoel, who's this weird anomaly, this freak athlete who defies the, you know, fit logic when it comes to aging and all this stuff. And he's a stud wrestler, silver medalist in the Olympics, yeah. but he never wrestles people. He never wrestles people. Which is so weird. Because he has so he's so confident in his striking power that he just doesn't wrestle. I don't know why doesn't. he doesn't. Nobody really knows why he doesn't. But a lot of people in the first round were booing. But... It was when you deal with that kind of a, a mixture of talent, one mistake could mean like you fucking that's it. No one's going to go out there and just do something stupid unless yep. they're confident. Yep. Like guys go out there and do crazy shit when they're um, when they're champions or, or even guys that are do wacky stuff. Yeah. But Yoel has that weird thing where it doesn't matter who you are, what your relationship is with him, whether you're cool with him or not. Everyone respects his power to the point where they're not playing games with him. Yeah. They're just not. And it was a weird fight because both of these guys have been in fights where they welcome brawls. Yeah. And this one was not that at all. Yeah. See, that's basing it off of what you said a little bit. I feel like Romero's game plan from the beginning, and he showed it. He got into the ring and he stood still, completely still, like stoic. I think he was waiting to do a reaction. And they're both counter his, strikers. Uh, hmm? They're both mainly counter strikers. Yeah, and I think he took that a little too literal, too far. This fight, like I think that was like his sole game plan was, I'm going to counter strike this guy. He's going to come to me, and I think Izzy from the get go recognized that and was like, I'm not playing that because every time, not every time, but a couple of times he did and he got caught. Yeah. The, a few times and then he stuck mostly to kicks because it was the smart move to make but so that's how that's how i saw this that romero stuck to the i'm gonna be the reactionary guy and it never took him anywhere and he but he just refused to get off of that basic yeah. game plan see what what romero does in his fights a lot of times was he'll he'll stay stoic until you make him move yeah right so he is not known for having a gas tank he's this super explosive nuclear bomb but he can only do it a couple times before yeah. he's shot. Now, that doesn't mean he quits. I mean, the guy will be in there till he's to carry him out of stretcher. But yeah. he has to conserve that. So what he'll do, and he does it in, a, in previous fights where it gets so frustrating for the other fighter because he's not engaging. And he has such patience yeah. that he, he clearly, he's like, if you don't, you don't come to me, I don't, I don't have to come to you. Like and that bothers a lot of guys to where like they they need the action yeah and Izzy's one of the few guys who had whether you call it discipline or game plan to not feed in to that to that frustration of wanting to go now the the, the first the fact ra- that Dan Mergliata tried to oh, dude what is his deal I don't know man he, he told the guys in the middle of the beginning of the third round or the second round third, third or second third. round he's like come on guys you guys got to fight give the judges something to score. Dude, it's not your place. 
Yeah, and then they started fighting, and they, they had a little exchange, and he's like, "Yeah, keep it up, good job, keep it up." It's like, dude, we I like as a fan, I understand the sentiment, but that's literally not your job. No, it's not your job. Nope, you don't have pom poms, not dude. Cheerleader. He's overstepping like crazy, and he's now listening it's not to just the crowd. once. It's often. Yeah, he's he was listening to the crowd there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but continue. no, no, no. Uh, so in the first round. Izzy landed three strikes. Yoel landed four. Okay. How do you, how do you score that? You can score that because I, if you have to give the round a winning round, it goes to Yoel because the three strikes that Izzy landed were effective, yeah, but not not power strike. Yoel starched him with yeah, that right. He did, and he threw like a jumping body kick that you could see was impactful. Um, so you, if you're, if you have to give a round winner because they, you know, they can score rounds 10, 10, but like they were talking about after the fight, the way that the rules are written, it's, it's like last resort, Yeah. which this is a kind of like a last resort kind of a fight. Like this might be the exception to the rule, but if you have to score a winner, Yoel won that round. Not only did he outstrike him, he landed more the more power. effective strikes. Yeah. So then you go to the, the rest of the rounds. A lot of people because I thought myself, like when they brought up the numbers, I thought Izzy was going to be way ahead of Yoel. He wasn't. No. He was only like 20%. Yeah. And 20% of 100 is a lot of strikes, 20 strikes. 20% of 12 is not a lot of, of strikes. Eight. It was like 8 to 12. Yeah. 10 to 12. Yeah. Constant. 10 to 14. But it was enough. But the thing is, is that who landed more effective strikes? Now, Yoel's or leg was severely damaged. Yeah. See, then we start questioning the term what's effective so yeah he um izzy in the first round did get a few strikes in but a lot of them were kicks mm-hmm. right but over time those kicks ended up creating a huge welt on yomero's leg yeah so it wasn't effective like immediate in that instant but it was like kind of a game well, yeah it was affecting it was effective striking um in a sense in a, in a well it definitely was effective because yeah. it, it altered his the way he was moving and yeah. everything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. But um, it was a very strange fight because if you ask, it'd be interesting to see like if they said what is if if all else is even the power the effectiveness of it and everything like that do you score a strike to the head the same as you score a strike to the leg or the body? Uh, all else equal. Like if I if I'm watching a fight and I see a guy. Dr- hit somebody and drop them with a punch and then he just backs off and lets him up or see somebody leg kick a guy and it drops him like not he slips like he goes down from pain and then gets back up do you score those two strikes evenly if they both drop the guy yeah trying to think of what how i feel about that i would say that the more the danger of ending the fight would probably go more towards the head strike mm-hmm. only because if you can't intelligently defend yourself then the fight's off but if you get struck on the leg as long as you can stand up yeah then you're fine but it's very weird though cuz probably most people would say head strike i would assume i would think so because the head is the most vulnerable part yeah but we might be we, we might be overstepping on that it's a weird thing, though, right? It, like, it, it's one of those things where that's a scenario where if it's that close, 
I wouldn't want to be a judge. Yeah. Because like that is a super hard thing to to calculate. See, I, I almost feel like if it's a strike to the head that drops you or a strike to the body that drops you, I feel like those are closer. The way that I'm looking at judging, I'm thinking like how I've seen in the past. I'm thinking a body shot that drops someone and a head strike that drops someone is closer in a, in the judge's eyes in effectiveness than yeah. a leg kick that drops somebody. See, if they're all dropping somebody, though, I, I see what you're saying. Like, you have to look at it in the future, like... Fight-ending potential. Fight-ending potential. But that's not necessarily how I look at it. If both people if both people get dropped from the strike, it's that strike that matters. It's not what it will do in the future. It's that strike. And the damage that, it, that was and, done. And the damage that was done. And the damage in both of those scenarios dropped the person. Yeah. So if we imagine that there's a fight... Two people. One got a headshot, knocked the guy down. The other guy got a leg kick, knocked the guy down. And that was all that happened in that fight for some ungodly reason. It would be a tie for me. Yeah. Because both guys got one shot and both guys dropped the other guy. Who cares where it was? I think that – I think if, if, if I had to bet money, I think that if a guy drops somebody from a leg kick yeah. and then in the same round of equal proportion, the other guy got dropped from a, from a headshot, the guy that dropped the other guy with the headshot would win that round. I agree with I agree with. I your, don't know if that's how it should be, but I think that's yeah. how most judges would score it. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. So, in this fight, the one judge had it forty nine to forty six for Israel. Now I don't understand that because I I thought that Yoel won the fifth. Was it forty six or was it forty seven? Maybe he did score no, the first round ten times. There was two forty eight forty sevens. Three for two, and then one forty nine forty six, I believe. It was forty nine forty six. So maybe yeah. he did give the first round to Izzy for some reason, or, or he gave the fifth round to Izzy. Yeah, both but, of which I disagree with. But and also too, uh, he did get. I don't know why they didn't score that takedown. A takedown. Yeah, that I didn't understand either. That one that might have cost him the round. Yeah, I didn't think that the striking was that close, but it might have cost him the round. So, in your opinion, who? In your opinion, as an overall, do you think it was pretty split down the middle about who wasn't engaging versus who was engaging? Oh, 100%. Well, hmm. see, I found Izzy to be more aggressive. Not substantially. I'm not saying, like, Izzy was the hardcore aggressor of this fight. I'm saying if there was a first blow, it was more likely to be Adesanya. That's true. So, so... If we're talking about who was the better aggressor here, it was the last style bender by like a niche. Yeah, and it was kind of because he was forced into that scenario. Right? Both guys, te- both guys were because neither one of them were engaging. Yeah, um, and it happens with uh, with counter strikers because they're both waiting to counter, yeah, yeah. but nobody's throwing anything, so there's nothing to counter. And you know what? Maybe my opinion is skewed a little bit because Romero spent literally the first minute of the first round standing still. And I'm sure that that was part of his game plan and whatnot, but in my head, Romero is waiting to be the counter. Yeah. He's literally waiting. He's not being the aggressor. So maybe that stuck with me for the rest of the match that I'm seeing him as the guy who's waiting. So maybe it skewed me a little bit. Yeah. I um, think I think that – no, sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, I'm still going to stick with Izzy was definitely the aggressor to a minor degree. I, I think that um, if you go and look at it, I think, Iz, I think Izzy – was definitely the one that went first more. Yeah. But I think 
if you look at forward motion and who was walking towards the other person trying to engage, I think Romero was probably forward walking forward more than Izzy was. Because especially the last two or three rounds. Yeah. Because he was kind of walking towards him and definitely the last two rounds, um, he just kept putting his hands up. Like what do you like because Izzy kept kind of backing off, but when they were standing, you know, if they're standing still, then nobody's doing forward motion. Yeah. But when it came to somebody trying to, like, stalk the other person, I think Romero might have had him by a substantial amount of walking him forward. I had to take a look at that. But in a, it sounds stupid, but in a fight that close, yeah. that's when those rules at come the into, bottom of the page yeah. come into play. Yeah, yeah. Those little rules that, that nobody pays attention to because usually you never need them. But I think... I think there was more strikes thrown in one round of Joanna versus Zhang than, than there was in the entire think, fight of Yoel versus... I think there was. By the end of the second round, I think they were saying that they were getting close to 200 strikes or something like that. Or maybe it was 100. But it was something, it was something obscene. Like, yeah. The first two rounds in this fight total, I think, had 25 strikes. Yeah. Something. Or something like yeah. that. Not something you would expect out of a middleweight... Championship no, fight. and it's so weird to me because Israel came off of a war with Kelvin Gastelum, and then he fought uh, uh, Whitaker, where that was a crazy fight, yeah, and Yoel came off the guy. Paula Costa fight, which was a, a, a ridiculous. Just I don't know how they were, they were alive at the end of it. Just <laughs> those two specimens that definitely failed the sniff test, but and then you have this, Completely where you think different. that these guys that are like they are not afraid to get after it. And just nothing happened. Yeah. I don't... Do you want... Like, would you... I know that Dana, Dana's probably not going to make that fight again because... Oh, God, no. It, We're never going to see this again. It wasn't a crowd favorite, but I would want to see that again. Uh, I would want to see that again. Be I don't know if I would. Not because of the excitement, because it's... You're talking about two guys of the highest level. They're not... doing. They're not doing nothing because they don't know anything. They're yeah. doing nothing because they they know what's at stake and that's what makes it exciting i told you like my heart rate was like what it normally is when i'm at the gym just from watching the first round i gotta say that the the excitement from the anticipation was yeah stellar i was waiting for bombs to be thrown the entire time yeah it never happened but i was waiting but the, why i want to see that again is because now that they've fought each other what adjustments do they make that's a good point how do they approach that differently? If, if if he doesn't engage, how do I get around him not engaging? Yeah, I want I want it now. I want to really want to see it again. Do you guys want to see it again? Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments down below. Also, let us know what you thought of the fights tonight. Who do you think won both of these matches? Because they were both extremely close. Very close. In the meantime, don't forget to go to BrodownPro.com. Get all your cool bro down gear such as t-shirts hoodies cell phone cases mugs yada 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 mm -hmm. don't forget to like subscribe hit that bell so you get all the notifications that's right and we will see you guys next time next time peace you're listening to bro down podcast all